Welcome back again to the NAS Time Podcast. After a week break, we are here for playoff week number seven uh, review, uh, episode number six. Skip the Charlotte Roble due to me being in uh, Florida last weekend. Had no way to really record the podcast or edit it. So we're back and better than ever, like always. I'm Jason Rockfell, your host, alongside my two co-hosts and friends, Kenny Brady and Colin Ward. We are ready to give you a breakdown today. Uh, Going to give a give a breakdown this week from uh, this past weekend's race over at Texas in the uh, Yeehaw State of the country, and uh, talk about how the playoffs are starting to heat up now. After uh, you know, now we're in the round of eight since we missed it. Uh, the Charlotte Roval weekend recap. Now we have our our remaining eight drivers with now two races left to go in the playoffs now. Uh, heading into Kansas this week, and we'll give our uh, preview for that and our fantasy lineup like we always do. So, anyways, guys, how has everybody been doing the last two weeks? I know, uh, Kenny, you and I have talked here and there while I was down in Florida. Colin, me and you were talking here and there about you uh, getting some fire at from some Chase Elliott fans uh, <laughs> during the week. I've had a, I've had a f- last few weeks, baby. Oh, yeah, That's I've heard good that. for your boy over here, Kenny Brady. Yeah. What, what else is new, though? What is new for me? Well, for getting into details. Number one, I just got on a brand-new iRacing team. Nice. Yes, cool. Lenny. Charge racing with uh, Coke Series driver uh, Ashton Crowder, so shout-out. So it's a good time over here on Charge Racing. Uh, but the team is also co-owned by Brennan Poole and Quinn Howell, so... Are you in direct uh, contact with Brennan Poole? I literally did a sprint car race with Brennan Poole earlier in Discord. It was pretty cool. I love. Kenny Brennan has his Poole. number and everything. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I have his phone number and everything. Yep, I'm in a group I, chat with him. And he can FaceTime him any day he wants. He's the funniest dude ever. Dude, I I adore Brennan Poole. Really? But does he? Oh, I, I love Brennan Poole. Get I him gotta, in a Discord with. I us. gotta get you in a call with him one of these days. I have to ask Ashton. I mean, he he follows me on Instagram and stuff. Like I've talked to him before and stuff. Yeah. But like, man, I just I love Brennan. Does, do you know? Do you have any scoop? Does he have? I mean, I, we can't reveal anything on here. But like, does he have any plans for next year? Is he gonna be? Behind? I know he's injured, but all I gotta say is to be continued. Alrighty. Okay. So that makes me feel like he's got something, something in mind. I hope he gets a ride. I mean, Kenny, you wouldn't know before any of us, but I hope he does because he's a talented driver, and it sucks. He's that, a like, good dude. Everything happened, you know, with DC Solar and his injury and shit like that. Premium, but I mean, here he is now. He's running that team now, Kenny. And I'm glad you're on it because I remember we were talking about Road to Pro, and Smith was just a really like, like Smith was a good team for you with Road to Pro and stuff, but it was a struggle with builds and stuff like that. The truck was just so hard to run and stuff like that. Just never had the good runs and. You know, just bad luck in general. But now that you're on this team, hopefully next year for Rotopro, you, you can make a run at it. And me being your spotter. Oh, yeah, baby. Hell, yeah. And then Yeah, uh, so we're ready to go. Other things have been going on, so it's a good time. Yeah, Kenny seems like he's he's been doing good. Colin, how have you been, uh, uh, regardless of the uh, Chase Elliott fanboy attacks recently? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, those are, those are quite funny. But, uh, man, I don't know. I've uh... – Dude, I've become heavily addicted to Madden. 
This, Why? Madden's like the same thing every year, and I don't even play the games, but I know it all is. Right. Yeah, so like, I haven't played Madden in a long time, and I think the last Madden game I played was Madden like 20 or 19, and I was like, alright, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Madden 22, and we'll just play it for a little while and see what happens. And I downloaded it on Saturday, and between today and yesterday, all the free time I've had was uh me playing madden it's fun to play with friends who don't know anything about the sport because then when you get these guys who have like their own franchise and they go out and play like, if i were to go yeah. play like like for example like if i were to go play like uh like let's say like my friend like jason marshall uh shout out to him by the way kenny i know you guys have iracing history but overall he's a good dude like let's say if i went to go play jason marshall right yeah. now he would he would fucking kick my ass Mm-hmm. Like he knows like there what there is to know about the Patriots, Tim Tom Brady and shit. Cause he's a diehard, <clears throat> excuse me, a diehard Patriots fan. And me being like a casual New York Jets fan, like I know about the team, I know about football, but like I'm not insane and I don't really like understand some of it. I just know the basics and stuff like that. Some a little bit more, but uh, spe- I, I keep I keep talking about these uh, Chase Elliott fanboy attacks. Uh, so Kenny. Uh, when Chase Elliott was deemed to start the rear of the field on Sunday, uh-huh. um, Colin uh, co- uh, commented on NASCAR NBC's post about it. He said, "On oh, nice cheating once again." Is it a poke at it? Some uh-huh. guy named Nick Hardwood or Nick Harwood. <laughs> Hardwood. Hardwood. Nick oh, Hardwood com- com- replies back. It. Replies back like after ten minutes goes jealous. And I was like, why? And I commented back, I was like, why be jealous over a car that didn't pass inspection? That had to be like the dumbest response I'd ever heard. So, well, yeah. First of all, first of all, Mr. Hardwood is probably just upset that his last name is just a total meme and it, it'll it'll never be fixed. He's going to be Hardwood for the rest of his life. So. Hardwood. I, 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 would, after R. I would be pissed if my last name was Hardwood too. But second of all, Mr. Hardwood probably. I mean, I, jealous was definitely not the proper response to that. But I mean, statistically showing, when that nine car fails inspection, I mean, with the exception of this weekend, he really didn't do much. I, I how many times has the nine car fa- he wins? How many times has the nine car failed inspection this um, year? It's had to been a lot because I know a lot much. of times. I mean, yeah. Watkins Glen, I know, but mainly because I was I was there. I was like hiking up a mountain. I got a notification that he was starting at the rear, and I was like, "Damn it, he's gonna win today!" Because they said it. They talked about this on the Dale Junior download, and uh, it, it's one hundred percent true. Teams will take a car like the nine car, you know, Hendrick Motorsports Chase L eight nine car, and do something to it that is completely illegal, and noticeable. So mess with the spoiler, mess with the splitter. But internally, there's something cheated up just a little bit more inside there. And then it's not looked at as much as the thing that is obvious. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, they're always just yeah. trying to trim them out the best that they can. Because let's face it, like we've said, I think we've already said on this podcast, um, th- there is no such thing as a fully legal car out there. You're going oh, to try absolutely. to get absolutely. as much as you can out of it. And when you get caught, you get caught. There is like, like, do we think that the five cars wins this year have been any what so legal, like at all? Probably not. Well, I don't it's think it's so hard. Besides, exactly. Michael McDowell's was legal. It's so hard to get a car that's fully legal nowadays in the sport. And I mean, Dale Jr. said it both, or said it in his podcast. 
No driver wants to be driving a fully legal car because if you are, you're going to be the slowest going on the damn racetrack. Exactly. Unless you're Rick Ware Racing, no offense, but. I'm sure they're even cheated up to an extent and they just can't go. Um, yeah. But no, just statistically, this is going to upset a lot of people. Um, but Hendrick Motorsports, specifically back in the day, the 48 and now the nine, cheat. And they cheat more than anybody else. And they, they try to get ahead and they most of the time do. Let's not forget that Chase Elliott failed inspection during the championship race, not the fastest car on the track. I mean, obviously, that was not a legal car whatsoever. They, they did whatever they did to that car to make it as fast as it was. I mean, Chase Elliott was irrelevant at Phoenix up until then, and then all of a sudden dominated. I mean, uh, it, it does not take a rocket scientist to show you that that was not, like, legit. Like, that car was 110% not legal in any way. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, like we said, no cars are legal, but that car was, like, you know, if, if illegal, illegal. Yeah, if you're putting hundred and five percent into a car and that extra five is the cheating, that car was like hundred and twenty-five percent. And they found a way to pass inspection. I don't know. But nevertheless, Chase Elliott cheats, his team cheats, Hendrick Motorsports cheats, and Jim Gibbs cheats. Again, yeah, but not as much as Hendrick. And they did it. Cheaters. And and I just made a comment, and yeah, that kid was like jealous, and I'm like, yeah, I'm so jealous that my that my driver's not starting at the rear. Thank you, Mister Harvey. But it was definitely an interesting weekend in Texas. Um, Saturday, I was at uh, my cousin's wedding, so I didn't really get to watch the Xfinity race. Hell, the ceremony was going on uh, during the last like 40 laps of the race, so I kind of missed it. And then I turned my phone back on the second it was over. I was like, how the hell did John Hunter Amichuk just win this fucking race? I was like, what? I mean, I don't want to go. I don't want to go into the Xfinity race. I just thought it was surprising. And like, I just really want to bring up the question. Is, is Daniel Hemrick ever going to win a damn race? I want Dude, him to win so bad. He's finished second like 10 times. 10 times now. Yeah. It's not, not the season. It's just in his career. Oh, it's, it's not this. Okay. I saw that. I saw a stat that he said. Yeah. They're, they're blowing it out of proportion. Make it look like he's finished second. Like he's come That's close so many really times. What I thought it said. I, I really know. do think that Atlanta. Kenny, you were there, right? I think at the Xfinity race at Atlanta, like he basically had that locked up until Kyle Busch like accidentally got into him. Uh, I don't know about that. I know, poor Kyle. <laughs> poor Hemrick. He, uh, Kyle was just oh oh on the restart. Yeah, yeah. And he just got fucking sent. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing. I kind of really hated it for for Daniel. It's I hated it for Daniel too. I mean, I was happy. Uh, about the win, but I, I continue to say, I just I think he's the Ryan Blaney of the Xfinity series, in my opinion. But I think he'll eventually have his time. You know, he who knows? He might, he may series. just be a modern day Mark Martin in Xfinity. You know, I mean, you can be consistent, and then you, I mean, you could be so consistent. Hey, but you know, then again, I mean, he is in the playoffs, right? Correct, he is now. I mean, hell, and I think he's good right now on points, isn't he? Uh, let's go check that. Cause I actually didn't even watch the Xfinity race. Kind well, of- think about it like this, Matt Crafton, most consistent driver a few years ago in the truck series, didn't get a win and he ended what up winning the championship. The championship before getting, dude, that I would be, like, dude, like- that would be nuts. Imagine that just real quick. I don't mean he's, to put you he's out think about that right now. He's okay. Well, just think if he's consistent again, he makes it in. Think about if he goes on to Phoenix and wins a championship, but doesn't win a single race. That man will be. I think the only driver in NASCAR history to have ever gotten a championship based on consistency without wins. And he never won in any series. Dude, 
honestly, I mean, that would be everybody would be like, oh, this system sucks. But I mean, I would think that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty fucking cool. That would be amazing. Like the ultimate consistent driver comes out and wins. I don't. I don't think he beats the guy that like the top four drivers right now. Yeah, Kenny, what were you saying? Though? I didn't mean to cut you off. Um. No, but like I was gonna say with Crafton. Crafton, uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't win a race and won the title, but I, I feel like it was different with Crafton. Crafton had been a champion before and had won race in the. No, yeah, no, but that's what I'm trying to say is that like Daniel Hemrick will be a champion if he if he does. Let's hope that happens. Not gonna lie, even though I want Austin to go back to back, Harrison Burton to win, but I would not want Hemrick to win the title this year. I don't think he's a champion. I- I don't know, but like like I said though, consistency. Like imagine that. Like yes, like Matt Crafton didn't win a single race during his one title, but he had had a title before and wins. Imagine being crowned a NASCAR top three division champion without any wins across all three national divisions. You don't have I, one win. I think that would be dope. That I would only be so cool. I I would only want that to happen just to show how dumb the 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 system is. I mean, it's yeah, it would expose it. It would expose it, it more, but I just think it would be still. I still think it'd be fucking cool. So I'll just be like, yo, Daniel Hemrick, a champion. He's a champion, he's a champion but he hasn't awesome. won a race. He's just a champion. Exactly. Like, you're not a winner in the series, but you're the winner of the series. <laughs> of the series. Crazy. That would be um, fucking nuts. But that would be something. But like, I don't know. It'd be so stupid, but it'd be so. If I would have a lot of meme material. That's for sure. Oh yeah. We're really thinking of anyone. I I, I want to see AJ win the title. I think he oh, deserves yeah. it. And like I'm a big Kyle Bush fan, obviously. But I wouldn't be mad if Larson won it this year because I think he deserves it because he's you know he's won eight races. And he's not so actually I think he's won we'll nine races. No, eight. Oh yeah, no, it's eight races. Shit. Is that <clears throat> two in a row though for him? Yep. And which we'll get to that later on. But speaking of Larson, Larson. obviously right, Larson right. wins again this week. Chaos in Texas. Um, guys, were you really surprised at the end of that race right there that we had that caution for, I think it was debris, right? And then it just turned into mayhem. 2016 all over again. We got the debris cautions back. Yeah, facts. I, uh, like, we need a caution. Yeah, I, I only got to watch the highlights this weekend. I watched the first like 40 laps. I got to see the big one. Put it uh, this way. The restarts were nuts, like they usually are at Texas ever since this package came out with, with the combo of the package and the repave. Like, that's the one thing I'll give Texas. Texas restarts are fucking nuts. But, <clears throat> I mean, Teddy knows best, along with me, with iRacing and stuff like that. I mean, at these mile-and-a-half tracks with the package you run like you do on iRacing, clean air means everything. It really does. I mean, tire oh, yeah. conservation means a lot, too. But when you're both on, like, the same set of tires, it's so hard to pass, especially yeah. at Texas, without being the leader. Because that cleaner means everything. The second you're in dirty air, that car is just going to get so aerotight, and you're just not able to close the gap unless you're on the straightaways. And you from barely what, can because of the exit speed. From what I saw, it seemed like whoever was the leader just, like, shot out ahead. Oh, you mean Kyle Larson all day? There. Yeah, basically. Kyle Larson would... Yeah shoot out ahead and then the race was on behind but like they were just like they would just be side by side it would look like it was like a pace lap almost and like you're you're right like nobody could really gain any ground on anyone yeah it it was definitely crazy i thought the big wreck on the back straightaway really did shock me you never really see that that track anymore and usually always see them piling up in the turns but they were piling up off the corner down the back stretch 
Yeah, that was fun. I that was nut. That was nutty. And, and I mean, that, that took crazy. out that that damaged about I think almost half the field, didn't? Nah, but like a, a solid ten cars. Solid ten cars, dude. What are you talking about? That was about fifteen cars right there. I was about almost half the field. I mean, a couple a couple guys like did like a lazy spin. Well, here's the thing, Colin. If you watch if you watch the replay and you were talking, they kept talking about how small the field was because. As more cars kept wrecking throughout those late cautions, they had literally about half the field running. Oh, excuse me, at a normal pace. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just nuts. And I mean, and yet again, we have drivers throwing feuds at each other. I know that Denny Hamlin and, and Chase Briscoe went at it with each other on Instagram again. Oh Lord! Uh-huh. You know? Because Denny Hamlin, uh, I don't remember what happened previously to lead up to the situation, but I think Hamlin got, or Chase was on his quarter panel, and Denny got tight and just kept driving it and driving it. Chase didn't lift. But, I mean, at the same time, if I were Hamlin, I wouldn't have stayed in it. Now I'm a Briscoe guy. Like, I, I've liked just Briscoe ever since he was coming up through the ranks, driving for BKR and stuff in the trucks. And I, I really love him. I love him as a person. I love his wife. I think that their relationship is great. He's a great Wait, human what? being. You love his wife. Pause. No, 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 no. Like, I think uh, they're good. Chase. Oh, my gosh. Morning. I think that they're good people is what I'm trying Gee, to how say. How are you feeling? Not oh, good. my gosh. I, I think that him. they're good people is what I'm saying. His <laughs> wife is a sweetheart. He's a really good guy. They're meant for each other. They've been through so much. and He's been through so much <laughs> as a driver and a person in general. And, I mean, I just think that he deserves the world, especially at where he's at now. Especially, like, between – you know, his wife having a miscarriage last season, to having that elusive win at Darlington, that was, they're not elusive, but that incredible win fending off one of the all-time That's greats incredible. in NASCAR history. And then them having their kid finally, and then him losing, uh, oh my God, I can't even remember the guy's name, uh, Cunningham. It was, it was the guy who owned and started up Cunningham Motorsports who gave Chase Prisco the opportunity to race in, in stock cars. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like he's been through so many high ups and downs that, you know, it's kind of like, man, I really want to see him get it done, you know, and to see Denny just be like that. Like, I think that like Chase going on Instagram and in the comments section was kind of shitty of him to do. I'm not going to lie. But then Dennis, as usual, trying to be a smart ass, but, you know, he can't even like, you know, speak up for himself on the racetrack. I just think that's kind of funny. Yeah. But I, uh, I don't know. I, don't mess with Denny Hamlin. You dig. Every time I think I like Denny Hamlin, he gives me a reason to dislike him again. Yeah, and facts. It, it is called a race. You get paid millions of dollars. You hopped on a plane. You strapped into a race car to race. I don't care if it's the first race of the season or the last race of the season. I don't care if it's Denny Hamlin or Quinn Houff. Like You are paid to race the guy who is next to you equally the same. And you're, you're the, the the point of this is whoever crosses the line first is is the winner. It, it shouldn't matter if, if someone's in the playoffs, if someone has more wins than you, like you are there to race. And from like I said, I've only watched the highlights. I didn't watch the whole thing. But as far as I know, Denny Hamlin is upset because Chase Briscoe raced him, didn't lift for him. Didn't say, oh my god, that's Denny. That that is this Dennis Hamlin. I if I was pull over for Denny Hamlin, Dennis Hamlin. That is that is why Denny Hamlin is upset. Unless well, Chase Briscoe flipped him off and put him in the wall and then fucked his wife, 
I mean, if if that didn't happen, then I don't get why Denny Hamlin's upset with him because he he ran him a little hard in the corner. I'm asking you. I I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's just the way there, there's two perspectives. All right, there's a perspective a perspective of he gets paid to go and drive his hardest. But there's also another perspective of just respect at the end of the day, I feel like. And that's just the fact that, like, yeah, he does want to – he's racing his ass off and everything. But at the same time, you know, I feel like yeah, – and I could have read this wrong or heard this wrong, but I think they both almost crashed each other or something because they were coming off a of four and it was really tight and they almost got under each other because he was holding it on Denny's right rear or something like that and – wasn't giving him any inches and like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. I just feel like from Denny's point of view, it's just a respect thing because of the playoffs. And I'm not saying Chase should let him go, but just in that that area of the track that they're racing on in particular, like they could have wrecked basically. That's what he meant. I feel like. Like they literally could have wrecked. Like if he's racing racing them hard, there's a difference between racing them hard and knowing that like like not, not racing to the point where you're you're gonna you know wreck each other type of racing. I feel like he was just like, like, going a little too extreme. If that made sense. I don't know. I think that's what Denny was upset I mean, about. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was just Denny more or less racing that racing for a champ. Like he's racing. He's in the playoffs. Yeah. He's racing for a championship. And honestly, dude, I feel like a lot of NASCAR drivers. It's a double standard because I bet if it was reversed. And Denny did something, Chase would be upset. You know, oh, I'm racing for a championship and this and that. So I feel like it's kind of a double standard. If, like, if, it, if, it, like if it doesn't come out on their end of the stick, that's that's good yeah. for them, I think. I think that they're always going to be biased. I mean, then exactly. again, I mean, Kenny, that's how me and you are on iRacing. We'll, we'll make mistakes and then we'll blame somebody else for it when it's clearly like at the end of the day when you look at it. What it's are you talking fault. about? Well, I'm just saying in general. No, I, I mean, I've seen you do it. I've done it I'm myself. Kidding. But like, See me do it when I do it. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm but <laughs> I know it. Like I get, I get what you're trying to say that you know about Denny and stuff like that. And I, I don't know. I just I I, I can't really see these two arguing. Honestly, I, I don't understand. And I mean, it's just funny how like they both carried on like what I mean, they, they had from Indie Road Course, yeah, to now. You know, yeah. That that's the craziest part about it. And these are two guys. One guy is in contention to win almost every weekend. The other guy is, like, running 20th. So, like, how do they constantly find each other? I mean, it's – I don't know. I just think, yeah, like you said, Denny is – is and, and, yeah, he's not won a championship, but I think he's, he's, he's like a Mark Martin. He's a championship. Oh, he's one of the greats. He is one of the greats. He's a championship driver. And I feel like Chase is just getting a little too ahead of himself. That's my opinion. I'm on Denny's side with this because you got to understand. I don't know. I'm on both. Denny's been both doing this. Denny's been doing this a long time, and it's just a respect factor. That's hey, we we got all sides of the spectrum here. I'm I'm 100 on Chris Busher's side, or I'm sorry, um, Chris Busher. Wait, what the fuck's this guy's name? Chris Busher. Chris. Speaking of Chris Busher, that motherfucker made a hell of a save on Sunday. Oh, Deja Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe. I I can't believe I just blanked there. I'm 100 on Chase Briscoe's side. He he gets paid to race. He, he should go out there and race. I mean, yeah, but there's one thing to race, and no, there's well, listen, one thing to almost they, wreck yourself. I, I get that they almost wrecked, but they didn't wreck. And that, yeah, but like you don't got to drive like a complete dummy. 
just for a spot. Is he driving like a complete dummy or is he driving his guts out because he's he's there to race? I just don't want him to put it in the catch. Drive his guts out. Place. That's all. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm team there's a, there's there's a there's a certain team point Hamlin. where you got to get out of here. There's a certain Dude. point where you got to learn to lift and give and take and stuff. That's like that, what that's what I'm saying. At, at the top level like that. How, like that. how late was this in the race too? By the way, uh, it was pretty late. It, it was exactly. About, there is no there, I, then there is no give and take. I, I yeah, but I don't know honestly. I mean, I couldn't remember. I was on my way home from Florida, so I was watching it on my phone and also helping my mom navigate. Florida. So. I don't really remember. Boy. It might have been at the end of stage two. It might have been like really early in the beginning of stage. Uh, I think it wasn't stage three because I know there was that in a debris caution, I think. But um, it, it is what it is. I just can't believe like how crazy they were. And Tyler Reddick, again, just continuing to prove Dude, that he deserves Tyler to be Reddick? up there. I mean, he, I mean, he drove like a little bit of a dumbass on Sunday. But, I mean, it, he can wheel a race car. I, I don't all I gotta say, man. And yeah, Austin Dillon's getting a little better, but Tyler Reddick is pulling people's pants down. Like, shut up, Tyler. Whoa, oh, hold Whoa, up. Oh, easy there. Whoa, no, hold up. Tyler Reddick to pull my pants down. Oh, oh gosh. What? what? Bro, you read my mic. Bro, what? <laughs> Bro, same. Tyler Reddick, I just that dreamy smile. Okay, no, but anyway. no, but on the real, he he really has been really no, a but- like, no, I mean, both really him and good. William Byron, they can't get away from each other the last couple weeks. Yeah, William Byron, man, I'm telling you, I think William Byron is going to be uh, next year's champion. I, I also just want to point out, too, uh, I know everybody's been tweeting about it, making posts, but to see that paint scheme that he had on Sunday versus the Rainbow 24 car just that gave was- me chills. Like, yeah, I mean, that was, was like our generations. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're two young guys. It's not like the young versus the old. It was just they two need, young guys. They need to throw it on Austin Dillon's car, and then it will be cool. No, they'll never do that. Because the number just they'll They'll never do that, because I think I remember them saying how, like, because people are like, why won't you guys do a good wrench throwback? And they, they explain why. Like, I think RCR knows that that paint scheme is never going to be run again on that three car. I mean, you could alter it. You can do, like, the – the uh, Quicksilver car that they ran in Atlanta like they did a couple years ago in Darlington or uh, recently, whenever it was. But, like, you're not you, – they're never going to put that black and silver and red number three back on the track. I just can't see them doing it. As much as I want to see them do it, they're never going to do it again. Unfortunate. You know, but it's still cool to see. I mean, even though, to me, that scheme, I wasn't really thinking of Earnhardt. I was thinking of Dale Jr.'s um, 2006 uh, – Dale Earnhardt Fathers tribute car, the one that I think all of DEI, other than the 15 car, ran. Because uh, I know Martin ran the same scheme and Dale Jr. ran the same scheme, but Dale ended up wrecking during the race and stuff like that. I know Martin won the Xfinity race though that week. So, yeah, it, it was it was a cool a cool thing to see though, nonetheless. Um, and uh, yeah, Tyler Reddick. He's a freaking wheel man, that guy. Shout out Tyler Reddick. Also, he's lost a lot of weight. That man's been putting in the work, and it's paying off. Shout out Tyler Reddick. He's, he's, he's a great driver. He's a great driver, yeah, man. He's been working hard. And shout out William Byron. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest fan of William Byron's, like, vanilla attitude, like, as in he's just boring. All right? He's boring. 
Yeah, he's he's a dumb. He's a vanilla driver. Yeah. He's boring. He don't do anything but walk around, looking like a I don't even know, like a high but, schooler. Like a high schooler. He's just vibing. But that man can wheel. That man can wheel, and he was putting it to him. So, shout out William Byron. He was driving good. Um, yeah, man. Shout out Kyle Bush for sucking once again. Hey, besides, yeah, I mean, you got a stage he didn't win. Suck man. that bad. You got a stage win. One that stage one me, finished eighth. That gave me hope. The stage win. I thought he was good. He had a car to win, and then kind of ran tenth the rest of the race. But bring practice and qualifying back, and he'll he'll be right back in his winning form. Facts. Yeah, I I don't know. I you know I I I, I tell you what though. Uh, we got on the topic about Carl Larson before. Um, and with Larson winning, especially with these mile and a half tracks, but with Texas being the way it is, and everybody always complaining about it, do you guys think, in your opinion, do you think that Texas deserves a playoff race? I mean, um, you, you go ahead first, Kenny. Uh, I think Texas, I think Texas should literally just be the all-star race. I think they ruined that racetrack. I don't think it's a it's not a racy racetrack. I mean, you literally can't do anything there. Um, and if you're the leader and it showed Sunday, if you're the leader, then you got a, a very, very, very good shot at winning. I mean, every restart, Larson was gone and, I mean, was untouchable. Now, I know it's Larson. He's been good all year, but either way, it, I mean, it's that the race Sunday – if it didn't have all the yellows at the end, everyone would have said would have said it was a terrible race. And that's just my opinion because that's how it always is. You can have a, a terrible race for the first three hours, and then the last thirty minutes of the race, there's ten cautions, and people are like, "Oh, it was a good race," you know. When in general, it really wasn't a good race at all. Like, I mean, you can pass. It's it's wide open in three and four, and one and two. You can only run one groove. I mean, they had they they had the. Uh, the PJ one like spread up on the middle, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think they it should even be on the schedule as a points race. It should be the all-star race and that should, that that'll be it. Cause I just, I mean, they ruined Texas. Texas used to be great. Yeah. Uh, after the repave to me, like it was just poor. Just and, like I thought it was going to be cool. And then it just ended up being gone. And I feel like Atlanta's down that same route. So that's unfortunate. I mean, I think they ruined Atlanta, or they're going to ruin Atlanta. I just pray that they don't repave Charlotte for a very long time because I love Charlotte. Yeah, I hope not. If they repave Charlotte, the track's going to go down the drain. I mean, they just repaved Atlanta. Kenny, you know that better than anybody because you live down there. Yeah, it's it's not going to be – it's not going to be good, man. It's going to be some plate racing, and, and it's going to be spread out after lap – 10. Restarts are going to be insane, but... Yeah, well, I mean, like I... Well, we talked about this earlier on the show, too, in the last, <laughs> last few episodes. You know, you got to understand that, that that's a brand new car next year, and who knows how it's going to handle for trucks and Xfinity and stuff. Yeah, exactly. See, my issue... The biggest thing that just sucks is I feel like now racetracks are repaving and reconfiguring their tracks to match this 550 package 
which is just making like it even more impossible for them to ever go back, you know, to what they originally had. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah so I, I agree with you. Um, like I said, I didn't get to watch the race. I watched the, uh, you know, the highlights. And watching the highlights, I'm going to say I was fairly entertained. You know, we had big wreck and playoff drivers had some trouble. Um, but I know everything that happened in between was quite, you know, spread out and boring and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm. I felt like this was probably like the most predictable race of the season. Like as soon as it went green, I was like, Larson's going to win. Uh, we're going to have a rash of cautions at the end and that's about it and that's exactly what happened my biggest thing that i had with this race and i don't know if you guys noticed this um but i was really upset with how the grandstands looked i mean there was not a lot of people that it's amazing how that track was so big and it got so many people when it first started and now that track is just nothing like cringes me sorry to cut you off colin go on i I was was just gonna say it was Oh, oh, sorry. It was probably, uh, sorry. Just, probably the smallest turnout I've seen in a while at like any track. Because I usually take a peek at the grandstands whenever the camera goes towards it. I and agree, honestly. Yeah, out of the I'm ten times, there. I'm very you know happy with what I see. Uh, all the races I've gone to this season, like they're you know they're practically sold out. Like there is you know really not not many empty seats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been great this year. I think the attendance has been good. But Texas of all places. Golly, it was bad. I mean, it looked like they maybe had sixty percent capacity there. Especially, especially when they like um, kind of hard to tell. But I mean, they and I get that the seats in the front aren't going to sell as much as the seats up top, so it gives the illusion that there's really nobody there. But in in reality, more people are up higher because nobody wants to sit right in the front. More people are up higher because you can see the whole track. Yeah. Thing is, they showed the stands multiple times. And there were complete sections that they didn't even sell. And up in the top, like in, in the like really expensive seats, like right at the very top, nobody was up there. I mean, it seemed like basically just the middle of the the main grandstand was sold. And besides that, like yeah, nothing else. I mean, I got to say it's probably like 60% capacity. Well, I and think they, they... – like Texas of all places would, would sell the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been on the graphic for years. There. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't it, it really disappointed me. And it's like they what I was gonna say is they um they kind of did what they did with Bristol a few years ago in the spring. They they put everyone together, like the entire turn one grandstand was completely empty. They uh-huh. moved everyone to the front stretch, and that just shows even more that they're struggling with selling seats. Like there was nobody which tells me that on the like when you could purchase a ticket on the website that you could not purchase a ticket over there yeah like like in like uh you know the 2019 spring bristol race you know when nobody sat in the turns and and it's just like it's not only embarrassing sad like it's it's, sad since that's one of our biggest tracks like that's like yeah and and it just ruins like the hype i feel at least for me like if i was in if I went to um, the Bristol night race and the turns or the grandstands and the turns were completely bone dry, I would be like, oh, damn, like crap. 
the only yeah, like if I'm at a truck race, I here. expect that. If I'm at the yeah, yeah, race, I expect them to be packed. Yeah, like I mean, it's just and when I I I. I'm with you right there, Colin. I look at it every time when they go green and it's the big shot. Of the entire yeah, I do the same thing that you guys do. I looked at the grandstand and I saw nobody there. And I was like, geez. I'm like, dang. I mean, it was nice to but, see but that I campers mean, were back on the back straightaway. And that was I, I felt like even the infield seemed like it was just a little bare. Like they would do onboard shots and I'd be like, man, I feel like there's supposed to be like more campers there than there really are. Yeah. So I don't know, but but then we we got some good things going on this season though in regards to that. Like Nashville, literally, like they they had so many people show up because oh, Nashville's crazy, yeah. They couldn't even get in the stands before the race started because so many people were there. So I mean, obviously, you know, sport I, I feel like it's dying in that sense. I'm sure there's just maybe the tickets were just too expensive or the track just sucks or everybody already knew that Kyle Larson was going to win the race. So why even go? <laughs> yeah. Cause honestly that, that would be my, my mindset. Unless I'm a big Larson fan, then, you know, Larson's going to win that damn race. I might as well not even go. Facts. I mean, there was just so much on the line that race though. I felt like if any Texas race was going to sell, it would be that one, you know, what, you know, if one of those eight drivers won, which they did, they advanced themselves into the round of four. That's huge. That's a huge deal. You worked your whole season. Now you're going to be in this championship race. Like, if you're a real NASCAR fan, like, you would want to see that. And if you live in that area, then you would want to see it. And just the fact that nobody really showed up is, so like you said, sad. I mean, when I saw it, I really brought my energy level down when I watched those first, like, 40 laps of that race. Um, it's, you know, it's embarrassing. And if anybody just like tuned in casually and saw that, they're like, Oh, NASCAR, like typical, like this sport's dying. Yeah. You know, so it it just sucks. And another thing that sucks even more than people not showing up, is just, I don't blame them. I mean, the racing there is terrible. It's that's basically what I was getting like that that racetrack deserves to have nobody in the stands because it does not produce anything good anymore. I mean, they, I don't understand why they repaid it the way they did, man. I mean, old Texas, I literally, Texas was one of my favorite races of the year, especially the yeah. fall race. Oh, yeah, because you, you could rip top, you could right? rip middle, and you could rip bottom. Oh, you could go anywhere. Exactly. It was a multi group race track, racing. as was Atlanta I mean, and as was Charlotte. On iRacing, I used to run the wall all the way around that racetrack. Like, I, it, I never raced old Texas yet. Oh my gosh, it's a blast, dude. You, you, you've never even tried it? No, I because oh remember because ever since they did that thing where new ooh, excuse me, new users legacy stuff uh wasn't free anymore. Oh you'd yeah. buy it and I don't I have just I don't have a reason oh, to buy it. One day I'll buy it because I pretty much have all the NASCAR tracks bought now. So Well I'm pretty but, sure uh C fix goes to old Texas at the end of the season, so that'd be fucking awesome. But anyways, so with everything that happened this weekend now, now obviously we missed um, the Charlotte Rubble recap weekend. And I mean, were we surprised of everybody who was out? No, not really. Right. I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, we, some, we didn't really predict it, but you know, like it, we're not wrong, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it seemed pretty I mean, I, I was, if anything surprised me, I was, I don't know, maybe surprised that. Christopher, I think that I was surprised that Christopher Bell had some, had more issues. Yeah, that he people. wasn't that strong. 
I, I was surprised that Keselowski made it into the round of eight. Um, but besides that, like, yeah, not really. Maybe. I mean, it is what it is. But now that, like, we've got one race under our belts within the round of eight, we have two left. We have Kansas, and then we have Wild Martinsville. Can't wait, Kenny. You know? Heck but yeah. now that we have one race under our belt in the round of eight, with the points the way they are, ooh, excuse me, everything's really starting to heat up right now. And as we saw this past weekend, drivers are getting more heated with each other. You saw Chase Briscoe and Denny Hammond going at it with each other again. And William Byron and, and, and uh, you know, uh, Tyler Reddick still want another win for Byron. And Reddick wants his first one. They keep going at it. Even though you're not in the playoffs, and you guys talked about this beforehand just a few minutes ago, even if you're not in the playoffs, you're paid to win. You're paid to go out there and drive that race car as hard as you can yeah. for, for three to four hours, you know, sometimes more depending on how the race goes. You know, you're not trying to sit there and slash and just drive around. You want to fight for every position, every dollar, every point, everything, every just everything that's on the table at stake. You know, you want to fight for that because that's what you're paid to do. It's your job. You know, it's what you make a living off of for your family, yourself, and, you know, your friends and team, you know. So, I, I mean, do we think that – I guess a couple questions. Uh, one about Larson I'll say in a minute. But one, do we think that <clears> – do we think we're going to have more tempers flaring this weekend coming into Kansas? And will they carry over into Martinsville? since that's like the last race that you can probably like try to get everything out of before everything settles through into Phoenix. Are we referring to Denny Hamlin and Chase? Uh, no, just anybody. Do we think more tempers will flare at Kansas and then carry on the Martinsville before the last race at Phoenix? I mean, I feel like it would probably be between two current like top eight playoff drivers. I feel like we could definitely go into Kansas and that that's a, a way racier track. I feel like you can have two playoff guys battling for the win. They can make contact and, and, you know, get into each other and wreck and then, you know, fight after. Um, and I think the pressure of the playoffs definitely. I know Xfinity year is going to be insane. That yeah, track's it, so fun there. Yeah, dude. It definitely puts drivers in the position to do things like that. I think it's very 50-50. I think uh, I, I don't think this is going to be a race where Kyle Larson's just going to hop in and ride around and win. I think there's a lot on the line for all eight of those drivers, and I think you know what one of those eight are going to persevere and I wanted and win. Uh, and I don't think his name is going to be Kyle Larson. And I think that definitely gives us the opportunity to have some on-track incidents, racing for the win or racing just to be you know over that cut line. So I'm very 50-50 about it, but I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Penske because Kozlowski is, if, no, correct me if I'm wrong, it's just what I remember looking at. Kozlowski is seventh. Uh, He's sixth, sixth, 15 sixth, points out. And Logano is out. eighth. Logano's dead bottom, eighth, dead in the out. bottom. And then Ryan Blaney is second in points. Like, Shout out Ryan Blaney, hey, man. I mean, uh, I, I, I love getting praise on my driver, but I'm just saying right now, I have a feeling, but at the same time, I've seen this story one too many times where I feel like I'm going to get my hopes up because we're so good, and this is the ultimate downfall. So I I'm think praying. Ryan Blaney, Ryan Blaney is the strongest Fenske car this season, 
And I, I feel like he is actually like a legitimate championship contender. I think Ryan is just like, very directed right now. And, and say the the current top four are are the the four who deserve to go to Phoenix. Probably the four top drivers this season. Yeah. And on on consistency on on race wins, on being in the picture, on just being all around good. I I mean, it's Larson, Blaney, Hamlin, and Bush, right? Yeah. Yeah, those I, those, those four are the, the guys who deserve to be in there. I don't know. I'd have to disagree on that. I don't time. I don't think Elliot deserves to be in there because Lasky hasn't done anything this season. Truex, I, I feel like, is the only one who could possibly be up there. And Logano has also been good, but I don't think he beats those. If you really want my opinion, now see, I was going to go with this more because this is going into our Candace preview part of the show, but we can merge both. I mean, if you really look at the play, like if you genuinely look at your phone right now, laptop or sheet, whatever, if you really look at the top eight right now, any one of these guys can win the next two races. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any oh. one of these guys. I mean, for Christ's sake, if, if we really think about it, Chase Elliott, has won the next two races in the playoffs within the last three years. Brad Keselowski, uh, I has never won at Kansas. I don't think he struggles there a bit, and yeah, he's yeah. won at Mark. He's won at Mark. Or no, second career. No, are you sure? No, it was that was can't. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. 2012. You're 2012. 2012. I thought it was Chicago. No, I was thinking Chicago. Um, but he didn't win there. But yeah, you're right. 2011, he won. Yeah, 2011. It was few. Yeah, no, he didn't win 20. He didn't. Win, he didn't win 2011 because in 2011, because in 2011 he um. Now he won. In 2011, he uh wasn't driving. Then he was. He wasn't even at Penske, was he? 2011. Yeah, he was. Are, you, are we talking about Brad Keselowski right now? Yeah, are we? Are, yes. are we are. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Am I okay right now? 2011 was his first year. He broke his leg. Because Kurt Busch broke the 22 Pennzoil car. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I don't know why I got that so confused. I'm usually good with my years of knowledge. I don't know why I kept thinking that. So maybe it was 20. It, it was oh, It definitely was. It was either 2011 or 2012. We'll just put it, it that it way. It was 2011. I, I'm, all right. I'm getting hung up on this. All right. I'm getting hung up on this. I'm getting hung up. But you know what? No, you know what? Might as well have been 2010. <laughs> Shut up. Brad Keselowski, Kansas win. Let's see, real quick. Oh, no. He also won there in 2019. Who? Yep, yep. Brad. At Kansas? Yeah, he won yeah. the night race. It was like one of like the – it was like at oh, the time, I, everybody said it was the best race with the, with the current arrow pack. That, that's the one Which, race I never watch every year is the Kansas night race. I always miss it. I mean, they took it away this year, didn't they? Um, Doesn't yeah. Kansas only have one show now? Uh, no, it's got two. It's got two. Kyle Busch wins. Our boy literally won it earlier. Oh, but that was a day race. You guys, I didn't watch that race. I don't remember it. It was 2011. Fuck, I was wrong. Anyways, all right. So, 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 getting back to on point. Brad has won at Kansas a couple times. Has also Also won at Martinsville a couple times. Martin Shirts Jr. Uh, I think he won at Kansas once. Uh, he won, yeah, he won there in 2018, maybe another year. But he's won, uh, like two of the last three Martinsville races. Um, and Logano has won the la- he won this exact race we're heading into this weekend last year over Kevin Harvick to lock himself in the championship four, and he's won at Martinsville with a bump and run. 
So all these guys who are below the cutoff line have a huge shot at winning. That's why I feel like this is the perfect final eight ever. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm totally on board that like anybody can make it, but I feel right now our current top four are the ones who deserve to make it. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's totally going to get shaken off. All right. So, uh, all right, I'm going to switch over to Kyle Larson real quick because this is my other question I wanted to ask you guys because I have a bet right now with Jordan Polite, Ken, or not Kenny. Kenny, you do know who that is, but Colin, you know Jordan uh, from coming over here and shit. Yeah. Uh, I have a bet with him right now that Larson was going – after he won the role, I said that he was going to go three in a row. So he already won once because he said I could see him winning once. I was like, I could see him winning both of the mile-and-a-half races. Do we think – and I'm hope and I don't want it to come true. I want to be wrong, but I I also want five bucks, but I don't want it to happen. Um, I want to be wrong, honestly. Do we think Kyle Larson is going to go three in a row this weekend at Kansas? No, team's going to be too focused on Phoenix. I think. I don't know. I think there's going to be. I mean. This is the five team we're talking about at a mile and a half. So they've obviously been elite. Um, I think they're going to take the same car that they brought at Kansas last time that they went there. I think that regardless of them focusing on Phoenix, I think they're going to go out there and win this weekend. That's my opinion. I mean, I and think I'm they're going to be fast, but I think it's just going to be like, you know, get to the end, whatever. You know, don't don't worry too much about this race. Yeah, but if you think about it, if he wins again, there's no guaranteed locket for anybody unless it was like Ryan Blaine like winning two stages and possibly getting it on points. But even then, I don't think he'd be safe. True. Like, I think that if, if Ryan Blaine – I think if Ryan Blaney wanted to lock himself in right now, I think he'd have to win both stages and he'd have to finish second to be locked in. But even then, I don't think it's possible. Yeah, he's only 17 points ahead. That's not yeah really much at all. I mean, it's – that's the most of anybody else. Who's I mean, not. then again, Joey can got Logano can go out and finish second this weekend and win both stages and be good on points. And yeah, probably just squeak the you know his way in. So. But I mean, in, in all honesty, I mean, I gave my opinion. So to, so to Colin, Kenny, do you think Kyle Larson is going to go back to back for three in a row? Um, I think, yeah, I, I think he will. I think you know he he's he has a lot of momentum. He's had momentum this year, but it keeps on building up. But I don't think Kyle wants to just win Texas and then focus on Phoenix and run, you know, mediocre at Kansas and Martinsville. I think he wants to continue to ride that wave and heck, go into Homestead with, you know, you mean three, Phoenix or Phoenix? <laughs> go and we, we all miss Homestead. Go into you know phoenix with i don't know going for what five in a row or something you know i think kyle larson is not the, the kind of if guy kyle larson wins this weekend and next and then wins the championship for phoenix kyle larson will have won not only will he have won or wait not only that kyle larson has what eight wins now yep eight wins if kyle larson wins this weekend that's nine if wins martinsville it's 10 but i'm not gonna say that he's gonna win martinsville but if he wins at phoenix if he can win the next five or if he can win the next three races That'll be five in a row, and that'll be 11 wins on the season. Just let that sink in. And think about multiple times that he finished second and or had something happen late in the race. Yeah. He should have 15 wins this year. Oh, my God. Maybe more. It's insane how good that five team's been this season. I can't believe it. Absolutely wild. But, yeah. So, Kenny says yes. 
I say yes. Colin says no. Um, now I guess that brings us back to the playoffs right now. What now? Do you guys think, Colin? You said it yourself, but if you had to rethink it right now, we'll go over. Do you think the Final Four is going to stay as it is, or do you think someone's going to be knocked out and brought back in? The only one who who really makes me feel like they're going to shake things up is Truex, um, mainly because of how good he is at mile and a half and how good he is at Martinsville. Um, but but I, I don't know. Um, like, like I said, I think the current top four is the, the four drivers who deserve to be there. Um, they you know, shown it all season. I think, uh, I think you guys are right. I mean, I don't want Larson to win Kansas, but if he did win, uh, then it just brings another person in on points. Um, and allows our current top four to remain the same. So to answer your question, I don't think it's going to remain the same, but I want it to remain the same. Yeah. I mean, all right. See, here's what I think. I think Larson obviously is already locked in. I think, see, I don't want to jinx my driver, but I'm going to go off knowledge. And there, it, there's no hurting with going off knowledge. <laughs> As the yawn start like usual. Ryan Blaney, I think, will be in. I, I'm praying to God because if he makes it in at Martinsville, Kenny, I will cry. Um, Dennis. Eh. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but I think he's in. I think he's in. He's been so consistent this season that I think he's in. But I had a little trouble recently, but I think he's in. Now, this is where the fourth spot is confusing because Kyle Busch has been mediocre this season. He's been making bad days into good days recently. I mean, he's been very consistent. I mean, I, here I, are my 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 three drivers. I think Brad is a definite out. I'm sorry. I love Brad. He's a good driver. I just think he's out. I'm sorry. I can't see him. He just has not had that speed this season. They've had some speed recently, but not as much. They've been very piss poor recently at that two team. Um, Chase Elliott, for the reason of he's won at Kansas, but primarily because of how good he is at Martinsville. Martin Schurz Jr., because of how good he is at Martinsville. And not only that, I'll say this in a minute, but let me, I'm going to go on and then I'm going to say my bold prediction. Joey Logano, because of how good he is at Kansas, and he's won at Martinsville before. So I have a feeling that Joey Logano could win this weekend. But I'm going to make a bold prediction right here, right now. You heard it first. Martin Church Jr. is going to win Martinsville. And because that team won Phoenix in the spring and because they have their 750 package figured out, I think Martin Church Jr. is going to win the championship. You heard it here first. Huh. That's a bold prediction right there. That is as as Jonathan Merriman would say over on the Stack and Bang podcast, that is a ice cold blue mountain take, and that is fact right there in my eyes. I just I, I'm sorry. I just think that Martin Shirks Jr. is just really good at the next three races. It's gonna be hard to beat that team. And that's my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. I think in reality, I think Kyle Larson will win, but I'm going with my pick and my bold prediction. I think Martin Church is going to win Martinsville, and he'll win the damn title, and he's going to win it by one spot, and he'll end up taking that checkered flag over Larson. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's, that's – So, in my eyes, my final four to me would be Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Church Jr. 
That's my final four. Bold. Kenny, what do you got about it? So we're doing final four predictions right now? Final four early predictions in the second race around you, yes. All right, well, Larson's already in. It's easy. I think that Ryan is going to get into the final four. I think he's going to have a great week this week in Kansas. He ran, he's been running really good on mile and a half. He's a win on mile and a half this year. Um, or does he have two wins at mile and a half? Michigan's considered as a two mile. Oh, oh I yeah. I think that, you know, he's, he, he's just matured as a driver. He's, he's more consistent and he's just going out there and getting the job done. He's understanding points racing more and, that's why he's in the position he's in now. I mean, heck, besides Larson, who's been untouchable all season, he's leading everyone else right now in points. So, I mean, you know, I, I think Ryan, like I said, is just getting better as a driver, and he's definitely going to be in the final four. So, that's two. Um, number three, I, I think Denny, in my opinion, I think Denny's probably going to go out and win Kansas. That's my opinion. I think you know, Denny started both round, both round of 16 and 12 out with a win to get in to, you know, each round. And I think, you know, Denny wasn't, he, he wasn't too bad, you know, this past week at Texas. I think he, his car wasn't obviously the best, but, you know, he, he didn't run too bad. I think he goes out in Kansas and wins and locks himself in. Um, but for my fourth pick to get into the final four, you know, I think, I think Kyle Bush has had just a mediocre year. I don't like he, he has, you know, he has ran good at his respect, like the, at his respectful, whatever. I can't talk right now. (laughs) Respectful (laughs) tracks. Um, But I don't, if Kyle won the championship this year, I wouldn't say, wow, Kyle had a championship run this year. Like this was his year to win the title. I wouldn't say that. And not because Larson's won 10, you know, how many races. It's not because of that. I just think Kyle himself hasn't performed to be a champion this year. Um, I think I think Chase is going to get into the Final Four. I think Chase is going to go out and probably win Martinsville. Um, he did it last year. He likes Martinsville a lot. He runs good there. So I think Chase is, is going to go out and, and win Martinsville again, lock himself in. And Final Four is going to be – Larson, Chase, Hamlin, and Blaney. That's my final four. Champion? Whoo, man. I don't know. I, I, I'm I, going out on a limb here, man. I, th- I think this is Denny's year. I think Denny's going to be the champion. I think after all the, the crap that he's gone through the past few years, I mean, he loves Phoenix, man. He loves Phoenix. So, mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin is your 2021 champ. All right. We'll have to find out. So it is what it is. As I continue to go, I always do because it's 11 at night here on the East Coast at the time of this recording. So I guess that brings us into Kansas. So I guess my one question for you what guys. About, what about Colin? Did Colin? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Well, Colin, did you even give your, your champion or did you just give your final four? I think you just gave your final four, didn't you? Well, I gave who I felt should be in the final four. I didn't say – okay, so obviously Larson's in. Um, I think that 
Truex will win one of these next two races. He's too good at these tracks, and Gibbs is too strong for him to not. So I think he wins either Kansas or Martinsville, and we put Truex in there. Um, I think Denny's been very strong this season. I think he points his way in. I'm sorry, but I don't see Blaney legitimately running well at Kansas and Martinsville enough to give him security into the final four. Um, obviously, I'm very biased, but the, a driver who I do see doing that is Kyle Busch. I feel like Kyle Busch gets two top fives within these next two races, and it is Gibbs versus Larson for the championship. So I'm sorry, but legitimately speaking, if, if I'm actually, I feel like Blaney deserves to be in there, but I don't think he's strong enough if, if we're legitimately speaking. And if Truex wins one of these next two races, I think that just takes Blaney out. Blaney's had a great season and is easily the, the top Penske car. And I think is going to be a, crazy threat next season will probably win double the races that he's won this season but i just don't foresee him it, it, it's martinsville that scares me with blaney for, for some reason i don't know if it's the fact that you're going jason or or what i just don't feel like he's going to perform well at that race i don't know why well, i tell you what buddy i'm gonna give a big old fuck you to you right now because i ain't trying to have my shit fucking my parade Sorry, right now. I know you're, you're talking about clinch scenarios. I don't think he even makes it. I don't know, I, man. You know something though? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'd be very disappointed. I'd probably be very, very, very upset. Oh, and I don't opinion. I don't blame you. I, I mean, I was really pissed in 2019 when fucking we were literally the second fastest car on the racetrack, and Jeremy Bullins decides, let's take two fucking tires. Regardless, we would have started fourth if we or second or third or fourth if we would have just taken four tires but he decided to take fucking two and we restarted on the bottom on the restart i mean if he would have taken four we may have had a shot because we would have restarted on the outside yeah man i don't want to you know burst your your bubble and and upset you and you're we were talking about clinch snares but i mean just take a look i mean who's who's the weakest link out of those three drivers who aren't clinched in the top four it's ryan blaney i'm i'm sorry to tell you Especially who's had the better seasons though out of all those drivers. They I feel like they've all probably had equal seasons, honestly. Okay, you think that Chase Elliott's had an equal season that oh, Ryan no, no, no. Talk, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the, the top four drivers right oh, now. Oh, okay. Or, or the top minus Larson. I'm talking about Blaney, Hamlin, Bush right now. Oh, uh, Kyle Bush has been pretty dog this season, if you ask me. I mean oh, he got he got a green. I'm sorry. He he had a green. Yeah, but you had a green. Yeah, but easy guys, easy. Yeah, but like if you look at it, he had a green white checkered scenario, I believe, at the Bushy McBush race at fucking Kansas early spring. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. It doesn't matter how you win a race. The fact is, you win the race. I don't care. Yeah, but like, but like laps led. Like I mean, like he's led some laps. Like I listen. I'm not no guy who remembers stats pinpoint. But if I were to go to his racing reference this season, I guarantee you Ryan Blaney has a better average finish than Kyle Busch this season for sure. I mean, he, he certainly could. I just feel like they're – I didn't say Bush was better. I feel like they're just very equal. I think that that's fair. I mean, Blaney's, you know, not Dale Earnhardt this season, but he's, he's – Oh, no. 
but not at all. Certainly, I mean, put put Blaney up against Bush. Nine times out of ten, Bush is going to win against him. It's just the way it is. Blaney's just not there yet. And uh, you're you're a fan, and I'm I'm a fan of Bush, but man, I'm a fan of both, and I'm I don't know, man. I'm a fan of both too. Actually, I'd, I'd consider Blaney my second favorite driver. So listen, I'm rooting for Blaney. It's just it's I don't know. Looking at these next two tracks and how strong Gibbs in general is at these next two tracks and how strong these drivers are at these next two tracks, I think Blaney's the, the weak link here. But hell, I'm, time will tell. I, I hope Blaney makes it. I hope the top four stays the way it is because like I, I said from the very, very beginning, these, these are the, the four who I felt going into the playoffs were the ones who, who deserved to make it. So let's see right here. So this is, let's see, who has the best average finish this season? Ryan Blaney this season has a finish of 11.4. Kyle Busch this season has an average finish of 12.8. So pretty, pretty well next. He's led 334 laps. Ryan Blaney's led 390. That's really. Let's see. Let's see real quick. Uh, trying to look at polls and top fives. Ryan Blaney has 10 top tens and or 10 top fives and 19 top fives, while Kyle Bush in the meantime is 13 top fives and 20 top tens. So, I mean, they're they're pretty much even. I mean, I told you I was right. Well, that's what I'm telling you. Still had a better average finish, but not by much. I mean, I still think though, and I'm not trying to be biased, I do believe that I think Ryan Blaney's had a better season than Kyle Bush. I don't know. Well, the stats kind of tell you that Kyle Bush is having a better season, so. Mm. Yeah, I mean, eh, I'm tell. I don't know. It's all about execution. What happens exactly. if I told y'all I'm a Larson fan? What are you gonna say about that? Uh, well, well, I tell you what, man, we ain't not winning shit. Well, well, then that that brings me into the. I, I agree with you, Kenny. I think this is Denny's season. Um, <laughs> Larson at Phoenix just may not be the the best. Although, I mean, it's a championship race. And, mindsets are different and Hendrick's going to cheat that car out as much as they can anyway so yeah it's going to fail tech but they're going to be like you know what yeah I mean I mean if we're all being honest I do think that Kyle Larson's going to win the title but I just want to go with my bold prediction I think I think Hamlin will will I think after last year they have no chance but the or choice but the make home and win it all right I'll tell you what if if Blaney makes it in though I think he's going to be an actual contender I just think he's going to make it in first all right so, as we head into the final stretch of the show, only two th- or three things really remain, and it's a question, a fantasy, and our picks. So, my one question, short and simple, will Kansas either A, be a very boring, straightforward, single-file race with a little bit of action on restarts and be like a Kyle Larson-type like seven-second win, or will it be... A, it's going to be very strung out, and then all of a sudden it's going to get really chaotic. So basically, it's either A, calm or chaotic. What do we think, Kenny? I think it's going to be calm. All right. Colin? Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty calm. I agree. We're all in on that. I think it's going to be calm just because I'm, I just got that gut feeling. You know how you get these gut feelings? That's what I think right now. I mean, we've seen it plenty of times where this race gets really chaotic at the end. That's all these playoff races do. But I think that because of all the chaos we've 
been ensuing within the last few weeks other than, I want to say, Las Vegas it was. Uh, I think that we're going to have a calm race again this this week at a racetrack where usually it's fairly chaotic at the end of the race. But that brings us into our next uh, topic, our last two topics of the night, which are two of our favorites, two, one of my favorites especially. It's fantasy time for NASCAR Fantasy Live on NASCAR app. Colin loves his fantasy as always. Can you just oh, get yeah. into it? I have my experience, but if you all have your starter set, Kenny, do you have your starter set? Crap. All right. Well, you're going to do that first. So I guess me and Colin are going to give our picks first. So, Colin, I assume that you have yours yet, or do you? Or no? Oh, yeah. I mean. All righty. Well, of course this man does. How should I, you know, even question it? He's always on fantasy. So, Colin. Give me your five starters and your garage pick this weekend at Kansas Speedway. All right. Well, unfortunately, it's not as exciting this weekend. All right. So I have been very good with saving my picks uh, for later in the season. And hell, we are at later in the season. Um, So I'm just going to go right out and say the top four drivers right now in the championship I'm starting all four of them. Larson going to be fast. Blaney has a lot to lose and will be up there making every move possible. Hamlin, Kyle Busch, defending winner at Kansas. Fifth dog I'm putting in there, Martin Truex. Has a lot of points to gain. Garage pick, how can you go wrong with Tyler Reddick? Dude's been on fire lately. That's it. I'm, I usually takes me about 45 minutes to get my fantasy picks out, but that's it. We're going Larson, Blaney, Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, and Tyler Reddick. Bam. Some, some good solid picks. Mine, mine's actually fairly similar to yours a little bit, especially towards the end. But um, I'm going to give my descriptions to mine. So starter number one, Kyle Larson, uh, I think he's going to go three in a row this weekend. Uh, I don't see him being uh, stopped at all. The team literally should have won uh, in the spring. Had not been for that tire caution. Um, <clears throat> sorry, my voice. Gosh, damn. Throat's been killing me. Uh, I think that that team is just unstoppable to mile and a half this year. Uh, I think that they go on and win a boring race. Uh, Ryan Blaney, uh, I think his average finish is actually lower than 20th at Kansas, even though he's exceptionally well here. It's just the team can never close it out, whether it be a cut tire or – getting spun on the restart by Kyle Larson like he did earlier this year, even though he made, like, one of the saves of the year. Um, he's got a lot to lose. I think he's going to be going for stage points for sure to try to lock himself and make sure if that team has any issues at Martinsville, like they always do. I think they're going to want to try to be safe heading into Martinsville, so I think they're going to go and bring their best equipment this weekend because they know that it's either going to be a hit or miss at Martinsville um, next weekend. So Ryan Blaney, my number two. Number three, defending race winner, Kyle Busch. Uh, he's good on mile and a half. Um, I think he's been warming up to the uh, 550 uh, high downforce package recently, especially winning the most recent race at Kansas early in the spring this year um, on a restart. He's been solid. He won at Pocono this year, and he also won at Kansas, like I said. Uh, he's been fairly solid, turning bad days into good days. I think they're going to continue that momentum to increase that cushion this weekend at Kansas. William Byron. Been insane recently. Literally, the man could possibly have two wins in a row within the last few weeks uh, at the Roble and this weekend previously in Texas. Uh, I think William Byron, again, just keeps continuing to improve his stats and improve 
you know, his driver mentality and his race craft has just been very good for a kid who's, quote, you know, career started on a computer. Oh but it's, gosh. I'm sorry. It's just the truth, though. Never would I have thought William Byron would be such a damn good driver. And for my fifth driver, Joey Logano won this race last year in an absolute snooze fest at the end of the race. Um, oh. You could not pass. But the team has a bunch to gain this weekend. They need a good day. They need all the stage points they can get. They need a good finish. Hell, they need a win. They are 43 points out at the bottom of the cutoff line. They've been quiet all season with only one win at Bristol Dirt, which is not even a win. Like we've already stated because it's a fucking dirt race. But they they are right there. They need to execute perfectly this weekend. Paul Wolf needs to help that team put together a good piece this weekend, and they need to crew the fuck out of that car. Donald needs to get up on the wheel and drive. As for my garage pick, Colin, we're brothers. We picked the same damn one because Tyler Reddick has been on fire. Yes, he may not be a playoff guy, but I can guarantee you for a track that is a 550 high downforce package, especially being a track that's multi-group and especially a track that is really key with ripping the wall, you're going to see Tyler Reddick up the front this weekend. I would not be shocked if he wins this weekend and or gets a top five. So definitely have him in your fantasy lineup or in your garage. Kenny, would you have your picks ready by any chance? Yes. All righty. Let's hear them. All right. So my starters, baby. I think that, yeah. Larson's going to just lead every lap and win again, per usual. He's my number one starter because, I mean, it's Kyle Larson. You can't – I mean, it's it's just obvious every week you got to have him as number one. Uh, he's my first starter. Um, number two, I got me Kyle Bush because he won in the spring. He's riding a little momentum right now, so hopefully he wins. Be nice. <clears throat> Uh, but if not, oh gosh, if not, oh, good Lord, he'll be running good. My third starter is Denny Hamlin because I think that he is going to be uh, someone that could win this weekend um, because Denny's good. And I think that he, he just wants to get it over with and lock himself in the final four. I'm taking a sip of a Coca-Cola so I don't die. Can you feel it, though? Can you feel it? I I really can feel it. <laughs> anyway, a fourth starter is Ryan Blaney. I think Ryan's going to run great this weekend. I think he's going to get a top five or a win. Um, I think Ryan is riding a lot of mo- a lot of positive momentum. And... Uh, he hasn't been doing anything crazy. He hasn't been like winning stages or winning races, but he's just he's doing what he needs to do every week. Go out, get points, finish good. So look for Ryan Blaney. And then my fifth starter is Tyler Reddick. Cause it's Tyler Reddick at a track where you can run the top. All right. That's all that is to it. And my garage pick is old Willie B. Because Byron's just been digging lately. And I think he's going to just get a win for the end of the year because he's been running up front. So that's my uh, my fantasy. Hopefully I win money. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. 
But so there's our fantasy live picks. Remember to go on NASCAR.com fantasy live or just your NASCAR app and choose your starters for this weekend and your garage pick. Try to win some money. Use our picks. Like I said in the previous uh, episodes, we're good. We know our shit. Take our advice. Anyways, it's that time of the end of the episode now where we give our picks and we sign off. So heading into Kansas Speedway this weekend for, is it still called the Hollywood Casino 400? Sure. Man, just go, uh, sure. It is. It's still the Hollywood Casino 400. Glad they kept it that. Okay. I like that name. So for the Hollywood Casino 400 this weekend, second race in the round of eight, second to last race before the round ends, before Martinsville. Guys, Colin, I'll go with you because you're the oldest. <laughs> Who do you think is winning this weekend at Kansas? Uh, William Byron. Wow. All right. I see. I, I get that. I mean, he won at Homestead earlier this year, so sure might did. as well. And he's been on a roll. So there you go. Lenny, what about I, you, my friend? My win. See, l- l- let me backtrack here. All right. I know I said Denny might win Kansas and lock in. Right. And I said, you know what? I think Larson will probably just go three in a row because he's Larson. But I got I really believe this guy is going to win this weekend. Because he's just ran so dang good the last few races, I think Tyler Reddick's putting it in victory lane. That was that was gonna be my pick. Yeah, that was gonna be my second pick in case anybody picked my man. Hope it doesn't happen because I want somebody to win. Cough, Ryan Blaney, cough, or a good non-playoff guy. But I think Kyle Larson wins this weekend. He goes three in a row. I get my five dollars from Jordan Blight. Jordan, kiss my ass. Larson's winning three in a row this weekend. He's getting my back. And I, I just think he's just way too strong. That team's just pretty unstoppable. And I, I, I don't see them losing. They're just nuts this season. Yep. So. His that, wife that, is hot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Brad Sweet's wife. Or not wife. Oh, my God. Sister. Sister. Oh, my God. Where are they from? Oh, my God. Today from Sweden. Oh, man. All right. Anyways, as I continue to mess up because I'm tired and I can't speak, that's that's going to wrap it up here for this episode. Guys, you guys got any closing statements before we uh, end the episode here? Jason gets really mad when you tell him that his driver's not going to make the final. You know what? Shut the Jason hell was up. Getting heated <laughs> there, baby. I don't want to hear it. Listen, your driver won a Mickey Mouse championship in no, 2019. Okay. I don't want to hear it. What the in fuck what do year? you mean, Mickey Mouse? 2019? 2019, he literally was like very good and won the championship. He didn't win. He didn't, didn't he like not win any races that season? Bro, he won like the first four races of the season. In 2019. He won his. He won, his, he won, he won Auto, Club, Auto Club. I think that was it. No, he won Phoenix Auto Club and Bristol. Like, oh yeah, you're right. Five races in the season. I don't know. I'm thinking of somebody else. I might be thinking. Yeah, of and Brad Keselowski didn't win Kansas in 2011. Oh, Jason, yeah, we do not up. care. Shut up. Listen, it's just one of those nights. All right, it's been a long, long, long week. I'm having a little bit of, a little bit of uh, issues from Florida. I can't get my mind straight, man. Florida's messed me up their educational system. <laughs> Brad, Brad Keselowski doesn't exist in Florida. Yeah, Brad Keselowski doesn't exist in Florida. Man, 2011 doesn't exist in Florida. Anyways. But hence, hence why at, he can't yeah. win the Daytona 500. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> anyways, 
that seems like it's going to do it for us today, guys. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to the Nast Time Podcast, episode six. Kenny, shut the hell up. All right. Thank you all so much for listening in to the Nast Time Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rockfell, along with my two co-hosts, Kenny Brady and Colin Ward. And hopefully we're going to see a good race this weekend at Kansas. Hopefully it won't be a snoozer. And we'll be back next Tuesday for your Kansas post-race review and your Mardensville pre-race, which I cannot Hi, wait yeah, for. Brother. That's going to be one of my favorite episodes of the year. Thank you all so much for listening in to the Nast Time Podcast, Episode 6. And we'll see you next time.